can move forward in faith and if we're pretending and we have our good old, you know, church face on, we're like, I'm not afraid. Uh, yes, you probably are. <laughs> and so I think acknowledging our fears and then what do we do with them? And that's what I want people as they go through these chapters is to be real because um, we have a God who we can run to with all of us and um, but not be stuck, move forward into he is with us. So let's go. Let's take those baby steps of faith. Hey, it's Billy. I'm glad you're here. On today's episode of Start Small, Believe Big, we are so blessed to hear from author Jen Hand. Jennifer Hand. (laughs) Jen is, I know Jen Hand is one of my special, special friends. So this is going to be very, very exciting and fun and celebratory. Jen is the executive director of Coming Alive Ministries, founded in 2012. She loves the honor of traveling nationally and internationally, inviting people to come alive in Christ through conferences, retreats, written resources, and counseling. She's had the joy of serving in over 30 countries. That may even be more now, Jen. You're always on the go. With a master's degree in trauma counseling, God has opened a unique door for her to respond after natural disasters around the world, which actually makes her friends pray even more when she goes (laughs) into some of these areas. She provides trauma counseling and the hope of Christ on the holy ground of suffering. Jen's new book is released today. My yes is on the table. Take a minute to celebrate. (laughs) My yes is on the table takes you into the story of the Israelites as they journeyed out of the wilderness and into the Holy Land that God had granted them. Each chapter will challenge you to move from fear stop to faith step. And once you've started taking those steps with God, there's no telling where you'll end up. I am just so excited to have Jen here today. And we're going to talk with Jen in a minute. But first, I want to thank you for listening. All of the Start Small, Believe Big episodes, my social media links and email are on my website, billyjoust.com. And you can also find all the links to Jen's book and how to stay in touch with her in the show notes. Now, let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. Welcome, Jen. Friend, this is so fun. And it feels kind of weird because we're friends for you to like read that bio. (laughs) I'm like, let's just get our coffee and, uh, you know, just chat. Exactly. You know, it's funny when I interview people like you, my one of my best friends in the world. And and we have so many chats together, but not formally. We're always, you know, it's just always casual and, you know, whatever's good, whatever's bad, whatever's fun, whatever, you know, we are, we're in life together. But um, I love to think of Jen as my partner in all things fun because she is a fun girl. She has been a friend since we met at a writer's retreat in San Jose, California. Three, three years ago. Three years ago. Doesn't it seem longer? Not that I feel like, oh my God, we've been friends like this is so long, but I feel like I've known you forever. I know. Yes. Yeah. I, I only know three years ago because time hop, you know, the memories. There you go. Three years ago, we became friends. We did. And I'll tell you right away when I met Jen, I knew she was a kindred spirit. And sometimes my big personality can overwhelm people like, hey, I want to be your friend. Please be my friend. But Jen loved me anyway. So. I love you. Yes. <laughs> Look at us now. <laughs> Look at us now. So let's start back at that retreat. 
you had this idea for my yeses on the table. Talk us through that. Like what before three years ago, it didn't just, it wasn't just an idea at that moment. You had started this long before. Give Mm -hmm. us just a little run through as to how it all came about. How long have you been writing? What started you writing? How did my yes on the table come about? Well, I, well, the writing question, how long have I been writing? My mom found the other day that when I was a kid, I wrote that I wanted to be a writer when I grew up and a a grocery store clerk. So I love it. So there you go. So I've been wanting to write forever. Um, But the message, my yes is on the table. I feel the Lord has been stirring that in me for over probably 20 years and kind of my own journey of I wanted to live by faith, but I had my ideas of what that looked like. And for me, that was, I was going to be a missionary and live and die in one country and they were going to name an offering after me. (laughs) And that was my plan. And I did do that. I went and I lived there and I loved there and love, love, love being a missionary. But I sensed while there that God was calling me to say yes to moving away from there to a place I, I didn't know to do whatever. And at that time, and then years God continued to say, will you say yes to me? And it eventually became where I felt God say, well, you just put your yes on the table. And then as you do that, when you put your yes on the table, I'm going to move you from fear stops into your face. And I'm going to show you what yes looks like on a Monday, Monday, and on a, you're going to go serve in Africa tomorrow, Friday. Crazy, crazy. So I'm going to say, I got sort of lost in your home. You're talking about being a missionary because you have the funniest stories of life. Like every time you think, I've known Jen three years now, we've been together, I don't know, 10, 12 times in different settings. My favorite setting is your hot tub. (laughs) My favorite. We do. So Jen and I, along with Melinda Patrick, do these our own writing retreats now in a sense where it's more of a brainstorming, goal setting, hot tub sitting, eating, um, baseball talking, (laughs) adding practice, taking life story, telling time together. So it's not just writing a book. But when Jen was at writing at the Red House, Um, you had this idea and we brainstormed there with a group of people. And I just remember when you told the story of my yeses on the table, I'm like, I want to put my yes on the table like Jen. But you just said you had fears about putting your yes on the table. Tell us about some of the things that stopped you that you were fearful of in moving forward and putting your yes on the table for the Lord. Well, I remember when that phrase, because I was wanting to live my yes before, but when that phrase dropped into my heart was, I was already living on faith. I had a faith salary, shall we say, (laughs) raising support as a missionary. I had started my own nonprofit. I'm living on faith. And um, I, since the Lord, there was a earthquake in Nepal. And um, I had a trauma counseling degree. I spoke Nepalese. And the Lord just said, will you go? Like he spoke that to my heart. And before he said that for weeks, I have been studying Jenny Allen's Bible study that talked about anything. I think that's the name of it. Forgive me if I'm wrong, Jenny Allen. I'm sure you listen to this. (laughs) We'll find out. Um, But um, basically the point of the Bible study is, will you give up anything? And I remember telling the Lord, I feel like I have. And he really strongly was like, but will you put your guests on the table for, for your, your ears, your mouth, your feet? 
your heart to go whenever, wherever, whatever. And that when I heard about the earthquake in Nepal, I knew I was supposed to go and I went. And um, it was the hardest holy ground of suffering I've ever been on. And during that time, I saw rubble and people, bodies piled up. And I remember thinking, how do I have hope to offer here? And the Lord, I looked amongst the rubble and there was a cross from the church there among the rubble. And the Lord said, there's always hope amongst any rubble. And if you will tell people about that and say, yes, then I will bring my glory through your story. So I've been trying to live that way ever since. But yes, I get afraid all the time. I always want to say no. That's my first inclination. No, (laughs) no, I don't want to. So walk us through your book. Tell us a little bit about my yes is on the table in book form. Now that it is all together, it is on the shelves. It is on Amazon. It is on Barnes and Noble. It is everywhere you can buy books. And remember, all the links will be in the show notes. But tell us about the book. That just made my armpit sweat a little. (laughs) (laughs) So this book is, as I begin to think about putting my yes and the things that made me afraid, I asked the question of others, which makes me sound like an influencer. Like I asked, I pulled my social media. (laughs) Maybe, But I did. And I asked the question, I want to say yes to God, but I'm afraid of blank. And I started to get these answers and I know what my answers are and they can change every day, but I, ha- I can be afraid of rejection. I can be afraid of failure, which my, my book being on the shelves makes my armpits sweat just a little. <laughs> um, I can be afraid of not getting it right. I can be afraid of hearing God wrong. And, and other people have these same answers. Yeah. And so this book, I realized that the book of Joshua in the Bible, um, those are people that took faith steps as well, but they had a lot of fear that wanted to stop them. And I went through every chapter of Joshua and answered one of those fears that someone else mentioned, or I have fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of not hearing God right, fear of sin, shame, you know, all those fears. And so each chapter moves from a fear stop into a faith step. And I I have to say, Billy, I have a lot of funny stories. So I want you to know when you read this book, there's a lot of funny too. It's not just heavy. I'm stuck in fear. It's like, I tell stories um, that, you know, like really did happen, but it's hard to believe. (laughs) So Jen, that is every story you tell. Just like backing up, you spoke Nepalese before you went to Nepal? Um, When I went to live there, live there, I learned. But you had... You had gone to when Nepal. I went back. This was at, when I went back for the earthquake. I had already lived there and knew it. So Not, yeah. yeah, and still know yeah, it. There's still fascinating things about Jen Han. Follow her on everything because she is the most fascinating human. She has in her short life. She is not that old. She I'm has, not, you know what? By the time of this podcast, I will have turned forty. You will, which also makes my armpit sweat. <laughs> <laughs> You're still young, my dear. You're still young. So I'm sorry. I keep jumping all over the place. So I want to say that one of the biggest honors I've had is walking through the development of this book because you had the book pretty much pulled together. But when I met you, you had the idea, you had the concept, you had, I think you had already written a book proposal for it. But as you developed it more to actually put a a book proposal together um, to send out again, walking through that with you was quite an honor because just seeing the way that you map out scripture and the way that you pull stories together and the way that your heart 
bleeds to serve other people. Mm. You truly are a server that it was such an honor to see that. And then to be, you know, have been on the book lunch team and been able to read the book beforehand. It's a powerful, powerful Mm. book. What is one thing that you hope readers get from this book? What is the one thing you want them to walk away from the book after reading the book? I think the first thing is the courage to admit that we all have fear and what is yours. And it may change on Monday to Saturday. Um, but I don't think we can move forward in faith in, if we're pretending and we have our good old, you know, church face on. We're like, I'm not afraid. Uh, yes, you probably are. <laughs> And so I think acknowledging our fears and then what do we do with them? That's why I love Joshua 1.9, because God said to Joshua, be strong and courageous for I am with you. And it, I do not believe he was pointing his finger like, do not be afraid. I believe he was coming alongside and saying, I know you're going to be afraid. So here's the, the key to freedom to t- go in, cross into the promised land, take the promised land, possess it, and then enjoy the promises of it was he said, I am with you. And that's what I want people as they go through the chapters is to be real because um, we have a God who we can run to with all of us and um, but not be stuck, move forward into he is with us. So let's go. Let's take those baby steps of faith. And at the end of each chapter, as you go through a chapter of Joshua, there's heart work to just kind of make you think, what is my fear step? What is my faith step? And here's the thing, Billy, it's going to look different. Do not compare your faith step to anybody else's. Like I have an identical twin sister. Our yes on the table looks so different. She would never get on a plane and go to a random city and tell them, you know, do a conference and get an Uber or travel the world. Planes give her diarrhea. I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, um, but she, her yes to God, she has four kids that she is raising to come to know who he is. She's a pastor's wife. Her and my my brother-in-law started a church. Like her yes is different than my yes, but both of us are having to work to move forward in faith and not stuck in fear. So... It's that's a great example. And I think that's one of the things that when we come at this thinking, oh, Jen's going to tell us exactly what our fear is. And we have to do the work. We have to be responsible in doing that work and understanding and being transparent and vulnerable to own up to what is our fear so that we can move past it. So and it's a daily surrender daily. Yeah. Minute by minute, you know, like, and that's why I love the idea of yes on the table. Cause it's like a simple thing where I can just picture it. All right. I'm taking my yes back right now. And I'm afraid, or I want things to look a certain way. And it's like, okay, but I don't want to miss. I, when I was in the middle East, I, that was a big yes to me to say yes, to go and serve and bring hope there. And I got to stand on Mount Nebo and look like Moses would have into the promised land and think he didn't get to go into it. He looked into it, but he didn't get to step in. And I want to be like Joshua, who actually got to step in, dance in, play in, possess in, eat the fruit of the promised land, instead of just um, wandering the wilderness and eating manna. Although the manna is good, um, the fruit of the promise is better. Ooh, that would be good on a (laughs) t-shirt. I like that. Write it down. Write it down. We might forget it. Oh, we're recording. We won't forget it. Do you still have your yes on my yeses on the table t-shirts and sweatshirts? Available? Yeah, they'll be available. They, um, I, I can give you the link. Yes. We have merch. We have merch, Billy. We ha- she has merch. Billy has some of merch. She bought some. I did. I have a great sweatshirt. This is my yes on the table. And it's it's a very nice sweatshirt. I love my sweatshirt. But do please go and buy one of the sweatshirts from Jen's site. And also, Jen, you have a link to give to your ministry. Talk about that. Look at you. Yeah. So part of... um. I am, my ministry is to just go whenever, 
there is a natural disaster. Some would say natural disasters follow me, but I follow them. And um, so even right now, I'm praying about in talks with people about to go minister to those who have fled Ukraine. Like just my degree is in trauma. I know, Billy. I know. The, just I'm praying. Sorry, Jen. I just I dipped my head down. I know you can see me on Zoom. Podcaster, podcasting listeners cannot see me, but I just dipped my head down to pray for you <laughs> because you you have such a great heart and you, I don't, I don't, I doubt you have never said yes to the Lord because you are so obedient. (laughs) You may delay it, but anyway, go ahead. So you're thinking. So so I, when there's a natural disaster or some sort of situation like war or anything in need of hope, then um, it, it can be very fast. Like tomorrow there was a typhoon in Mozambique. Can you come? That's happened to me. And I just say yes. And so that's why I have donors that help with that through my nonprofit coming alive ministries. So um, yes, we, um, and all proceeds actually of the book and um, really anything we do with coming alive ministries goes back into coming alive ministries so that I can do the ministry of offering hope on the holy ground of suffering. And we will have the link to donate to Coming Alive Ministries because it. I will say it is a place that I have and will donate at all times because I believe in Jen and all that she does and her heart for the Lord. Jen, you're also an amazing speaker. You go and speak everywhere. You're actually speaking at the Speak Up Conference this year. Yes, guys, the registration is open now. It is the place that propelled me into my ministry. So you should come. I am coming. I, know. I will be so excited. at Speak Up 2022. So I'm so excited that I get to hear you speak. I get to see you, Miss Fancy Pants. I'll be working the room to make sure that you're taken care of and all your stuff is done. But um, just as service to you, my love, I love working. No, you need to be there working the room with your book. Guys, oh, Bill a book that's amazing. And I got to watch her write it. Yeah. <laughs> my well. hand. Right before this podcast, I got to hold it in my hands for the first time, and I boohooed. I mean, I just am so proud of that book, Distraction Detox, and uh, it helped me as I was writing and in the process of detoxing the lies that want to hold me back, because yes, I wrote a book about not moving from fear to faith, but yes, I still have fear, and I have to continue all the time to surrender and just just those distractions, detox from them. (laughs) So So let's get back to Miss Jen Hand. You're speaking. Tell us about your speaking. Tell us what type of events you speak at, where you speak, you know, just where you've spoken before, all of that, and how you help event planners have the best event they can for their women in their ministry. Um, speaking is my real love. So, um, I mean, I love it. I used to get in trouble for talking in school, which is hilarious. Like I never got my Friday treat in elementary school and look at me now, you know, on Fridays, I'm usually speaking somewhere. So they getting a treat. Um, Other people are getting a treat by you speaking. I love nothing more to open the the power of God's word is that it speaks. It is alive. It changes us. You do not need me to change you. But what I do love is to make the word of God accessible in such a way. I do. I always relate when I'm learning about God through the word of God to stories. And so I just love to speak anywhere to women. Um, and I believe there is a gift, a holy gift in laughter as well. So you will not leave a talk that I give without laughing. Um, and often transitioning without knowing it from laughing to the Lord speaking a deep truth that maybe you won't forget because of the story that happened to me that pertained to that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I guess that's a good thing about traveling the world. I have lots of stories. So, yes. And you, Tint, you talk about how, um, 
disasters follow you. I don't think disasters follow you. I think incredible stories follow you. Something's always happening with Jen that's a new story to be created So around. So it's it's fun. It's fun to live alongside of you. It's fun to follow you on your social media and your writing adventures and your, your trauma counseling adventures. It's, can, uh, I, can I tell one of the stories that in yes. 12 involves Billy and her husband, Dave, <laughs> and that I had never been to a baseball game. I know you probably have some baseball listeners. I'm sorry. Um, I, I went to my first baseball game with them when um, in Atlanta, the Braves against the Mets. I got to get the full experience. It was so much fun. Billy taught me all the things. But before that, the way chapter 12 ends is Joshua 24 talks about Joshua giving the pep talk. The we've, We're in the promised land. We're here. We've settled. We have put our yes on the table. We've moved from fear to faith. And then he says, but here is the thing. You have to choose this day who you will serve. And that's such a reminder. Well, when I was in Florida with Billy and Dave, he offered to throw BP in the backyard. I didn't even know what that meant. Um, <laughs> but what that means is a baseball practice, right? No, batting practice. practice. <laughs> And um, I love this so much because we go out there and Dave is like, I've done this to lots of people. And the real point is he makes you look good. And I had a bat for the first time. I mean, it was so much fun. And and I will always treasure that memory of him throwing me BP and Billy laughing and Melinda. And it's just so much fun. And I hit the first one and I was so excited. I mean, you would have thought. I was star herself. Well, then it came time for another one and I'm laughing so hard. And I start to look at Billy or Melinda and like, make sure they get it on the gram. And I lose focus on what I'm supposed to be looking at. And the ball hits me in the face. And I love this story because, well, first of all, after that, Dave said BP is over, which cracked me up. Um, But second of all, the Lord reminded me of this thing with Joshua, where basically Joshua's closing speech is the same to us. God is speaking to us. You can't lose focus. You have to choose who you're looking at. And that has to be me. You have to follow me if you want to keep enjoying the promised land. And um, because if you take your eye off the ball, (laughs) then you're not going to um, hit what you're aiming for. Right. Look at me with my sports analogies. Um, And so that is the reminder Joshua gives us at the end is choose who will you serve. And I have to remind myself, listen, today, I, I feel like I've lost my Jesus in the fruits of the spirit through some things today. So I'm again this afternoon at 2.42 saying, I choose this day who I will serve. And that is the Lord, not the lies of the enemy. You know, so there you go. Amen. Good story. And that was a blast because Jen became a diehard baseball fan after taking batting practice with David. And she was watching games and giving me rundowns. And then (laughs) when the home run derby happened and David was throwing in the home run derby, Jen was watching. I watched it. Yes. I mean, it became a thing. It became a thing. It was a thing. And you're good now. Like you actually know what's going on. I haven't had to teach you everything since then. You actually... Call me for your commentating needs. <laughs> that is another Jen Hand uh, ability is commentating baseball. We will put that on the list. Well, Jen, you have really given a big yes by putting your yes on the table and writing this book and having it available to everyone today. Congratulations. And you know what? I you and I are going to be together. And I, on this yeah. Thing. And I want everyone, everyone to buy this book. The links again in the show notes. I don't think I've ever said that so many times, but make sure you go there. But I want to ask, what's the next yes you're contemplating? What's the next thing for Jen Hand? What are you up to? Um, Well, I want to keep writing books. Um, I am praying and asking God for that. And I... mm -hmm. 
Gosh, there's so many yeses I want to say. I mean, like I said, I might be going to, I'm not going to Ukraine. I hope my mom's not listening. I'm not. Um, but you're not you going to Ukraine. Um, I would go somewhere very near uh, Ukraine. You're not going to Ukraine. We will um, stop but that. somewhere very near Ukraine. So um, that might be, I guess, to work with those that have suffered from the the war um, that they are experiencing. But um, yeah, so I just want to keep being faithful to write, to speak, to do what he has asked me to do. And to, I'm turning a new decade and I want to live it well, Billy. There you go. I'm loving it. Before we go, I do, before I ask you the last question, I want to talk about coming in live conversations, your podcast. Yes, you're on it. You're on it for twice or three times. I think you're my most guest. So yeah, I love coming along conversations and I get to talk to the most incredible people that um, are just inviting us to come alive in Christ and to live fully alive in such a way people want to know the God that is alive. Yeah. And I love your podcast. So everyone, that link will be in the show notes too. You're going to get tired of me saying that, but that's what it is. I'm going to have all the things to to, uh, follow Jen in the show notes. Jen, as we're ending our conversation, I have one last question that I ask everyone that I interview on the show. What small beginning did you resist only to let go and allow God to take you where he desired? Oh, that's such a good question. I love it. So the first answer isn't one that I resisted, but I remember my small beginning of when I knew I was called to speak and teach God's word is when I was on the elementary school playground and I took my precious mom's Bible and I made everyone come to Bible club. I love And you know what? Revival was breaking out and it was because they wanted to go swing. They were like, if we get saved, we don't have to come. (laughs) So that was my small beginning of learning my love to teach and speak God's word. Um, and, and then I, I would, you. I'd say the one I resist was I had 11 years of no before I got my yes with, um, for this book, my yes is on the table. And I wanted to quit so many times because rejection doesn't always feel like God's protection. It feels like I'm not enough shrink back stop. But the Lord kept saying, keep going. And while you do work in the waiting. So I still released five books and had to believe that God was working in the waiting, even though it wasn't the dream yet. He yeah. still use those. Yeah. Yeah. And are all those books on your website? Um, yes, they are. And on Amazon. And yeah. Well, that link will be in the show notes. Again, <laughs> I'm going to have a long list of links in your show notes. I, lo- I just think it sounds so fancy to say that. Doesn't it? Like, I love it saying it on my podcast. Fancy. Wait, yeah. I am not fancy, though. You know that. I'm not a fancy kind of girl, but I do feel fancy when I have friends like you. Uh, well, listen, so fancy right now. I'm in my hoodie and my haven't come my hair and love it. <laughs> just love call it. me fancy. <laughs> well, Jen, thank you, my friend, for being on the Start Small Believe Big podcast. It's always a joy to be with you. Oh, I can't wait to see you in person. And I am so proud of you. Thank you, my friend. I pray this podcast has encouraged you to allow Jesus to work in and through your life one step, decision, and action at a time. Thank you for joining me and Jen today on the Start Small Believe Big podcast. If you've been encouraged by this podcast, please tell a friend and also go look in the show notes. There are lots of links to find out all about Jen. I hope you're back next week for another episode of the Start Small Believe Big podcast. Now, let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. Be blessed, my dear friends. Until next time.